0: Settle in. Yes. All right, everybody. This is the first week for Passing the Power podcast. I'm beyond. I'm fit to be tied to be here tonight because this has been like almost a year in the <gasps> making.
1: Oh. It
0: has. I God gave me this originally in January, um, towards like. At my uh,
1: conference. Yeah,
0: at your conference. And um, you know, I just really recognize that we don't sit down and talk with people mm. about you know their experiences in the spirit and things like that because now I kind of feel like our generation my generation specifically is kind of like deprived of that almost yeah. because we don't talk about it enough mm-hmm. so I wanted to get you and if you don't know for people that are watching online this is Crystal Kamala and if you don't know her how do you not <laughs> um, she's everywhere and she is the founder of Crystal Kamala Ministries CKM to be you know swaggy <laughs> CKM, and you're actually having a abide night yes. here on October 28th, 28th right? right? October 28th, so it's going to be, a basically it's a fancy word for prayer meeting it is, <laughs> It's yeah. going to be a prayer yes. meeting you want to give some details
2: on that? Sure, so um, we were just joking a little bit ago about calling in a burn night, but then someone else already stole that name, so I think something else <laughs> um, but I just wanted to get together and I wanted to do it past midnight, but the women were like, no, so it's only going to be from 8-ish to like 10, um, and we're going to pray, we're going to pray over different topics, so like I have someone coming and praying over addiction, someone praying over marriages, someone praying like over all these different things, and um, there's going to be worship, and of course it's going to be coffee.
0: Oh, oh that's worship. so good.
2: It's going to be great. Yeah. You know
0: I love coffee. <laughs> I know, I
2: know, I'm always I'm
0: a, coffee. I'm a donkey junkie. Yes. I used to have that on a sweatshirt, um, but before we get started tonight, I really did, I used to have my own business in the pandemic. What,
2: what
0: happened? I quit.
2: <laughs> you work for yourself and you quit? I did. Well, at least you put in a two-week note.
0: I mean, <laughs> put in, I mean, I literally bought a cricket, bought a heat press. I did everything.
2: Did you sell those? Yeah. Oh. My
0: page on Instagram is still up. Not been <laughs> active since 2020. <laughs> but, you know, and then, you know, I just buy everything else online now or try and go to kennedy (laughs) for my stuff that i need but if you guys have any questions tonight um you can submit them to passing the power podcast at gmail.com and i think we'll just go ahead and start in prayer and we will go from there so if you're with us bow your heads online do whatever you gotta do dear heavenly father we come before you tonight Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this space right now, God. We thank you, God, that we can come into a place in tabernacle with believers, God, of like-minded faith, Lord Jesus, to gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding, Father. God, we ask you, Lord, that you would open our hearts and open our minds, God, break up any fallow ground, Lord, that there would be, God, that we might be able to understand and grow in our faith in you, Jesus. We praise you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So if you don't know what's going on, we have a baseline of questions we'll ask each person every week. But if you have questions, we'll ask those at the end as well. But the first question I have on here is, what is your first, like your earliest experience that you can remember with God?
2: So I actually to call my parents on the way down and figure out how old I was with this memory. So I was three, which is pretty young, I feel like. But I, I remember going into my parents' bedroom. So my dad is a pastor. He's been a pastor my whole life. Um, and a business owner, and my mom has always stayed home with us. Mm-hmm. So there's four girls, and I was the youngest because they obviously quit after they had me. They were like, God gorgeous. bless, yeah. <laughs> she's she's perfect when you have more. Um. So anyway, I walked into the bedroom. My mom was really, really sick, like high fever. She had sores in her mouth. I don't know if it was maybe like shingles that yeah. she had, had or something. Um, but my dad had been praying over her, apparently, for, like, days. Mm. And he said he just continued to pray, and I was like, what's going on, you know? And he said he felt the Lord say, get the children and have them pray. Mm. So I remember him coming into our room and waking us up and saying, we, I need you to come lay hands on your mom. Yeah. And I just have this vivid memory of us all touching the bed where she was laying, with just kind of passed out, you know, just real sick, real high fever. And us laying our hands on her and praying, and her waking up, and just kind of looking around and my dad just standing there like are you how are you feeling and she's like I think I feel better and it, it just in my mind it was just like an instant kind of and I remember thinking and I would held on to that even through you know backsliding all the way down and all, all the things like I knew that he was real like I yeah. knew that God was real because I watched him you know work throughout my whole life but that's the earliest memory I have
0: well so you knew God first has God the healer
2: Yes, that's right. Oh, it gives me
0: chills. God the healer through your hands, yes. especially as a three-year-old. Yeah, Fan
2: kid. Yeah. That is
0: so amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, when I think about my first early experience, I really just tie it to worship. I can just tie it to worship and um, just raising my hands and just feeling the presence of the Lord. And I was just like, wow, yeah. this is like, he's, he's not just... Kid. You know there's like a meme online it's like sky daddy yeah (laughs) he's not just some sky dad like he is he's real he's tangible
1: yeah
0: you know we might not see him but like we can feel him for sure right feel him in our spirits we feel him in our soul and on our physical mortal bodies as well and the second question I have here is who's your spiritual hero like role model it's
2: a tie so it's a tie between Jesse Duplantis and Joyce Meyer really yes (laughs) So I don't know, do you guys know Jesse Deplaner? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Okay, I need you to go home and Google him. Make sure it's a good site. It's not someone that thinks he's bad. But um, he is had this experience that I watched on a VHS, so that tells you how long ago it was. It's probably like my end of my high school. Um, and he went to heaven and was there for like three hours and has this amazing testimony of heaven and when, what he saw. Um, and so anyway at that point I'm like oh my word this man sees and can see in the spirit like I can so Mm -hmm. I kind of identified with that and then began to follow him Um, and his teachings are simple it's just the Bible you know like Marvin Wine you know this past week at revival but it's always so profound so I love that he doesn't overcomplicate things and he's straight to the point so I love that I love that about him and then Joyce Meyer is just she's just my girl she's so funny and she doesn't fluff it up or fake it up or anything, and I love that about her. Um, and I found her app like five years ago, and I thought that was, I was like, oh, I want to do that one day. Yeah. Like, just to have um, Jesus that readily available to people, mm-hmm. like with podcasts and, and Bible studies and stuff. So, those two.
0: Yeah, I remember watching that in seventh grade.
1: Yeah. I have okay. seen it.
0: It was, um, it was in my math, I think we were in math class, um, and we, you know, our teacher, she was definitely sensitive to the spirit. So she always allowed the Lord to move whenever He wanted to. So one day it was like uh, we just watched the vision that wow. Jesse Duplantis had, wow. and I still think I thought about it last night. Oh, that's.
1: <laughs> I funny. Thought it
0: because we were me and my friend were talking about what heaven would look like, yeah. and I just immediately like went back to like the like the smallest details that He would talk about,
2: yes.
0: and it was so cool. And Joyce Myers, I mean, you can't get you can't, you can't stop Joyce. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> She's been doing this for how many years? I I don't, I don't know. Even know.
2: A long time.
0: But I like her because she just it don't matter, she'll rip the band-aid off. Yeah. And she'll yes. just tell you the whole the cold hard truth.
2: Yes. I like that about her.
0: Yeah. We need that. We do. <laughs> and with all this fluff and everything that's right. going on. Right. And all this false doctrine t- tickling our ears and everything. We need right. the truth. Yeah. But if you guys didn't know, online viewers and in person, we um well Crystal's actually she sees in the spirit. Like, scarily. <laughs> scarily. So, if you're, like, sitting watching, she might see little Timmy right by you. You never know.
2: And I'm not obligated to tell you, either. She's
0: not obligated so, to tell you anything. There you go.
2: Yeah.
0: So, walk with fear and trembling, I guess you would say. I've
2: had people tell me that they avoid me because they, no, they can't hide, they can't hide all that They avoid mess. you? I'm like, that's not nice. <laughs> We can at least pray through the mess. No know? way. Yes. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. I can't Isn't believe people really,
0: have avoided it's you.
2: That's
0: like spiritual bullying. It is. <laughs> I can't help it. God birthed me out with the scales off my eyes. <laughs> that exactly. I can see your mess. Oh my gosh. And uh, I just want to ask this what was a breakthrough moment in your life that elevated your walk with God?
2: Okay. I was thinking about this. It's, it's taken me a long time to come up with an answer. I think I have an answer. Mm-hmm. So um, I was probably mid, I think it was in my mid-20s when I had Addison. So don't do the math in your head to figure out who I am now. <laughs> um, and so Alex and I had been married at that point for like four years. We have Addison. And so just adjusting to being married was hard enough. And then throwing a baby in is just a whole nother season, right? You just have to kind of like relearn how to do all this stuff. And I remember it was just rocky. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting at my desk one day and I got my Bible out. I always had a Bible at my desk. Um, And I opened it to the verses about love or about charity, you know, and I was reading through it. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, okay, I've heard all this my whole life. And I know what a marriage is supposed to be. I know what it's supposed to look like. I know what God says about love. I know what he says about relationship. And I just remember thinking, okay, I'm making up my mind and I'm going to believe the Bible for exactly what it says. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. So it's like I, I think what it really is is what Pastor Tom says a lot, what getting a made up mind, yeah. and but I specifically remember like where I was sitting when all of that happened, and I started praying. I'm like, Lord, I want, I want wisdom, I want understanding, I want knowledge, and I want discernment, because the Bible talks about them all differently. It yeah. doesn't group them together. They're all these different characteristics. So I began to pray for those, and my prayer life started to look different. My I started to pray for Alex different. I asked God to mold me into the wife that he wanted me to be which that was a painful process I'm still going through that process um but that I think that's what did it for me so it's like mid-20s and I'm like okay I've read through this my whole life now I'm ready to just actually do it
0: right because it's enough to have it in your head but like to get it into your heart and into an action right that's a whole different set of rules that's a whole different thing and that was kind of like for me too um I'm not married (laughs) I don't have kids um you can message me. Anyways,
2: <laughs> we're taking applications. We're <laughs> taking applications we'll actively.
0: Yeah. Um, but for me, I was on my basement floor. Yeah. I literally, I know one day I'm going to write a book about it, but yeah. right now I <laughs> don't have time. Um, but my basement floor was that was the moment where God truly transformed my life. Yeah. Because I had just went through an extremely hard season and, you know, uh it's been hard this week too because we lost our sister in the faith, mm-hmm. Amanda, and I have to give props to her because you know for the longest time I wouldn't talk to anybody, yeah. I wouldn't say anything, because I had just been so burned yeah. in that area,
1: right.
0: and, um, especially with people just you know twisting your words around and all of that thing, but, um, she really pulled me out, helped, encouraged me, mm-hmm. and that and you know. When I got on my basement floor, that's where God truly helped me to forgive the people that did wrong. And that was, you know, seeing the love of God Mm -hmm. go through me is like, I shouldn't forgive these people for anything that they did. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to because the love of God extends through me. So, absolutely, it's amazing. And I had one question asked on Instagram. What do you do to prevent burnout? Worship. Wow.
2: And dance. And dance. As wild as that sounds. Yeah, like, it, you know, that whole dance in the spirit kind of deal. So I have this room in my basement where I go pray, and it's real pretty much soundproof. Like, thank God, because I pray real loud. But the kids never, they never wake up, so it must be pretty sound. Or the Lord is just, like, you know, covering
0: <laughs> yes. this spiritual yes. <laughs>
2: sound barrier. But um, so I have to go down there and pray. And normally it doesn't happen till like, midnight when the whole house is asleep. And I brew a cup of coffee around, like, 10 o'clock. I know. Caffeinated or decaffeinated? No, caffeinated. Oh, God. I don't God. ever drink decaf. No, I don't drink decaf. Um, and so, yeah, around, like, 10. So then I get me to about midnight, midnight, 1230. And then I, I'm down there for, you know, depending on how much I need the Lord. Depends on how long I'm down there. But I spend a lot of time praying, like, just, just alone with him. And then turning the music up and, and worshiping.
0: That's good, though.
2: Yeah, I need that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, I think, one of your other questions talks about, um, like, balancing it all. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that if I don't do that, if I don't take that intentional time with Jesus, yeah. then you can just forget it. It is. Everything gets out of whack.
0: Yeah. I mean, David danced before the Lord, too. Right. And he was in a tough season of his life as well. Yes. I mean, he danced before the Lord, and his wife was like, you look like an idiot.
1: Right, right.
0: And he's like, I'm going to dance on anyways. And right. that's the thing that we, I think we have to get to a point in our lives where I'm just going to dance on even if you don't go. Right. You know, my grandparents would always say, I'm going to heaven whether you go or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: that's, again, like you said, okay. with the made-up mind perspective that we have to get everything, like, set in stone. Right. That's how they lived back then. Yeah. That's how they did it. They always did it with the Lord. Okay. Um. When did you feel the closest... Like to God, like when did God feel closest to you? <clears throat>
2: well, I thought I had an answer to this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I was gonna say that this the last season of my life that I walked through with a lot of church hurt that that was the closest I felt to the Lord. So I was real broken. Yeah, and when I felt like there was no one else in my corner, you know, and and even at one point the enemy had convinced me that my husband wasn't even in my corner, which he was, and he'd said like. Absolutely, I yeah. am, But the enemy was just so pounding me, like, just give it up. It's never going to happen. Everybody thinks you're nuts, you know, just over and over. Um, and so that was the time that I kind of got that room together in the basement and was like, listen, Lord, if I don't hear your voice in this season, like, I'm going to be six feet under in the backyard. Like, this is a press. So he, was, he felt very close to me then. But walking through this with Amanda this past week, mm-hmm. the Lord has felt the closest to me that that I think he's ever felt and I w- I'll share this um is it Monday right now yes okay last night at church <laughs> um we had an amazing service right yes. and so I had prayed for a couple other people and I was just kind of standing there with my hands up just thanking the Lord for just despite feeling sad that he could still move through me you know I'm like Lord you're just so cool like that you know, you allow your spirit to still move even when we're still mourning and, you know, we're going through all these things. Um, and I was standing there and, you know, a couple things had happened and I had this vision. Um, Megan was praying for me and a couple other women were praying for me. And I had this vision of, and it kind of reminded me of the message that you shared at um, Impact. Mm-hmm. But I saw a red clay pot on a concrete floor, but it was shattered. Yeah, It wasn't like big pieces that you could pick up and put back together. It was completely shattered. And I'm looking at this, and the Lord said, you thought you were broken before, but now you're shattered. And then I saw, like, this; these two hands come and just kind of, you know, like, sweep it all up. And he said, now I can begin to move through the way that I wanted to move. Through. Yeah. And I thought, God, only you can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, only you can. And, it, and it's not that, you know, God used Amanda passing to do this in me, but it's like, Through that, if we will allow God to work it to our good, then he can be like, Hey, you know, this person that you put so much trust in, it was kind of like Amanda was kind of like the spiritual buffer for me because I had a lot of hurt and I was like, Okay, well I can trust this person, but I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna look at those people. You know? And he can't he can't move the way he wants to when we have all these barriers set up. So this last week is the time that he's felt the closest.
0: Yeah, that's definitely like I would just when I was sitting at the funeral and I was just like, God, you know, I can just, like, I feel, like, your arms around me. Yeah. And it was just, like, a moment of realization of, like, you know, he is here.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's also, he's holding me, but he's holding everybody yeah. at the same time. Right. In this sanctuary. Right. And it was just a moment of, like, like awe. Yeah. Of like, thank you, Lord, that you care, that you are near to the brokenhearted. Right. Like, that's a scripture that we quote all the time. Right. But to know it for yourself.
2: Right.
0: To know that God is so close and he's near yeah. and he abides with us. Yeah. Yes. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. So, I had another question that said, how do you know that you're in the right spiritual lane? So, this is a good
2: question. And I, I feel like, <clears throat> I asked a couple other people this question, trying to get their take on it. And, but it helped me realize what I feel like it's not. Mm-hmm. So a couple of people said, oh, well, when doors open and like there's all this good. And I thought, mm, I don't think that's it. Because we can open doors for ourselves and man can open doors for us. But the favor that comes from God, oftentimes, like if we think about Jesus and his calling, right? he had a lot of opposition, and he mm-hmm. had a lot of hate, and he had a lot of persecution that he had to walk through, but that didn't mean he wasn't doing what God asked him to do. Yeah. So I think that sometimes we say, like, okay, well, if the road is easy, then I must be doing what God's asked me to do, but right. I feel like it's almost the opposite. Like, when it's hard, then you then that's probably it. Like, then you need to continue to press. Um, but I think a lot of times our purpose is tied to our passion and the things that God has placed deep yeah. down on the inside of us. And when we begin to tap into that, and and we successfully do the one thing then he gives us the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and i was thinking i was praying on my way down here when i started writing when addison when god kind of shifted everything for me right and i'm like okay i'm gonna believe your word like it says that it is and that's just that's just all there is to it like i'm going all in Mm -hmm. um i began to journal and i journaled for probably till addison was about two and then i was putting the journal away in my nightstand um one night the lord was like what are you doing i'm like i am journaling like what, what do you mean what i do and he's like why are you putting that in there i'm like i swear i keep my journal you know i, I was really like what are you getting at mm-hmm. and he's like what good is that doing in there mm-hmm. like the things that i'm revealing to you that's not just for you wow. and i thought oh my gosh you are gonna think i'm nuts lord <laughs> like fine i will do the blog but i'm not sharing the website i'm not buying a url so I got this, um, it was, what was it then? Like WordPress. Yeah. So I got like an old WordPress site. I didn't get a fancy URL or nothing. I only told my mom about it and my grandpa. And like there's a lot of people that I think that read it. Well, so I would continue to write and then I would share just little bits. And then I got around, I think it was a couple years later to looking at the statistics and it had like kind of blown out of the water. And I thought, oh my gosh people people need to hear this you know so then i i really started purposefully like praying you know about like lord what is it that you want me to do and so then i bought a url and then i wrote a bible study and, but it all kind of snowballed from just that one act of obedience yeah yeah
0: i mean you're on you're like everywhere you have a blog you have a podcast to redback hymnal yeah and it's just amazing like a moment just just spontaneous moments that god is revealing something
2: mm-hmm. you'll
0: be just be in the car
2: and it's always unscripted
0: it's like hey I guys it's
2: gonna come out of my mouth
0: yeah. hey guys it's crystal i can just imagine you like driving like with the one hand like yep, hey it. guys <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. but it's always like the best little moments thank you and it's i love it personally so all right how do you know if someone or something is in the will of god
2: it matches the word I always up the Simple
0: word. as that, folks. Yeah, it matches the word.
2: Yep, he'll never ask you to do. I've had women come to me and say, you know, oh, the Lord told me that this man, and meanwhile they're married or the other man is married. I'm like, that is not the Lord. Like that, it's got to you know back up the word. They can't
1: hear you. Oh. Doing a live stream. Okay. They can't hear you. Okay. <laughs> Turn it
0: up. Okay. Sorry, guys. Technical issue. <laughs> we'll speak louder. If you guys can't hear us, you can go on the podcast and listen, to.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. So it just matches the word.
2: Yeah. It matches Friends the word. It always lines up with this word.
0: Yep. Um, to kind of get my thoughts back together. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. <laughs> Reel it back in. I okay. thought he was
2: going to tell us we were being too loud.
0: I know. I was like, okay. Right. This is the first podcast. This is the first Streaming, It's going to happen. Good, that's all right. Okay. So this is kind of a doozy. Um, oh. What is the requirement for the anointing to move in your life or your ministry?
2: So I think consecration is huge and commitment. Okay. So I have found that if I've got all this junk, right, we're supposed to be vessels, right, where the Lord is just flowing through us to other people, right, just like this pipe. And if we have all this junk in our pipe, then he can't do what he wants to do. Right. And sometimes that takes us... And everybody's walk looks different, you know? Yeah. Um, when I he first came here with Alex when we were engaged, I, I will look back at some of the pictures and think, oh my gosh, at those church moms were probably with the modesty cloth while I was at the altar just draping it over me, like, Lord, touch her, you know? But it's like, look what God has done, you know? He He will do it and he will bring it to pass. But I think having that consecration and saying, like, okay, Lord, this, you matter to me more than, than this or that or whatever. But so that's what I found in my life, that the, having the consecration and having commitment to what it is that the Lord wants will allow the anointing to flow. And a lot of times it looks like completely shutting off social media, completely pushing the plate back, you know, like before I have events, and I'm not saying it's like a recipe to the anointing, right, because that's, that, that's not how it works but it's getting our flesh to shut up long
0: enough so that we can be in tune with the spirit. Right, it's getting that, um, you know, operating, while you can be broken and operate the anointing. Yeah. There's so many examples through scriptures of just, you know, of moving while you're anointed. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, per, I think of that lady that, you know, Elijah, I think it was Elijah or Elisha, they're both like the same person basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're not, um, and, had prophesied a child over her, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she lost her child. But she said, I'm going to get on this donkey, and I'm going to ride to the man of God.
2: Right.
0: And she just, you know, everyone asked, like, why are you on this donkey? Where are you going? And how's your child? How's your how's your husband?
1: Yeah. And
0: she said, all is well.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though yeah. she knew her child that was prophesied by God was dead on the couch at home. Right. And, you know, when she got there, the rule was that she didn't touch a prophet. Right. And so, I mean, she wrapped around his ankles, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and Gehazi's like, bro, this chick is just wrapped around your ankles. Like, what do you want me to do? You want me to like kill her? What (laughs) do you want me to do? He's like, and then I heard someone actually preach on this, so I can't take credit on that, but um, she kind of paraphrases to, you know, she's holding me to my word that I prophesied over her. Mm. So you got to hold God to his word.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You
0: know, I had a, like God spoke to me a few months ago and he said, hold me to my word and see if I won't do it. Mm. He challenged me. Wow. He said, see if I won't do it.
2: You know, that's not, that reminds me a lot of desperation. And I mm-hmm. think that's key too. Like the one with the issue of blood, right? She wasn't supposed to be out of her house, but she did it because she heard Jesus was in the house and she pressed her way through and, you know, touched the hem of his garment. <clears throat> and I think that if, if we're satisfied just being saved and just feeling goosebumps, then God's like, all right, fine. Like, I got all this buffet and all this stuff for you, but it's going to take you pressing to get it, mm-hmm. you know? And if if we don't want to do that, then he doesn't have to, right? Right. He doesn't have
0: to. He doesn't have to do any of that. Right. But his grace and his mercy is always extended, and I'm grateful for the grace and mercy of God. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, so someone asked. Do you have any advice for any newly saved Christians?
2: Yes. Get a Bible and a highlighter and find you a good Bible believing church and get plugged in. Mm -hmm. I think so often we think, oh, I can do this by myself. You know, I'm good. I'm good. Well, that's not biblical. You know, you're supposed to be part of the flock and you need a shepherd that's going to help watch over you. So I think finding a church and getting plugged in. And I think a lot of times I've had people say to me like, oh, I need a good church. And where should I go? Go somewhere and and then the Lord will say like yes or no. You know, but you gotta think it's so easy for us to just sit around and be like, Oh, I'm just waiting yeah. on God. No, he's waiting on you to do something. He's waiting on you to do something, and then he will let you know if he wants you to change it. You know Right.
0: You know, God is God'll lead you and what to do. And I think when you're first become like a, a newly saved Christian, um, you know, I've been saved <laughs> since I was like eight. Yeah. But you know. You know, I didn't really step into like walking in the spirit and everything until, you know, like, you know, not, you know, probably like 2020. Mm -hmm. But I've been walking in the spirit with the Lord. But um, hearing the voice of the Lord is kind of, you know, trying to discern his voice is a little bit weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: it's sometimes I was talking to one of the attendees today and I told him, I said, sometimes God will just speak something. It's like outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. I want you to go to Starbucks and I want you to say, I want to buy the franchise. So that's like what it feels like. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like, that's what it feels like sometimes, Yeah,
1: yeah. but
0: um, just learning how to, like you said, matching what you hear with his word mm-hmm. and yeah. to make sure, because the enemy can also try and oh. plant things and say, you know, like those people that will come up to you and say, that's your wife. No, it ain't. Right.
1: right.
0: That ain't my portion. They, right. <laughs> that is not my portion. Oh, I, I ain't even got to pray about that one. What? I know. I know,
1: like
0: <laughs> I know for a fact that in my portion. But yeah. yeah. What is the greatest weapon that we Christians possess in the spirit?
2: So I think it's the word. I've heard people say praise, and I, I bet, you know, you can probably have your own whatever has worked in your life. but. For me, when I see victory or I see things change, it's because I open my mouth and I do something about it. Right. You know, I, I have this story that I've shared when Alex and I, we had, didn't have kids yet, we were newly married, trying to figure all this out, right? I had done backslid all the way back and was trying to, you know, catch up. Alex, like, stayed the good, straight, and narrow his whole life. And so we're in this marriage trying to work things out. I can see all these things in the spirit. And I on our first date, I told him... I did. On our first date, I had said, you know what, I'm just going to be up front. I was like, I'm not really looking at married. I'm really looking to have a boyfriend. I'm headed to New York City for an internship because I had signed up for an internship.
0: Miss Ohio, everybody.
2: Oh, Lord, you had to throw that in there. The yeah.
0: um, Miss Ohio.
2: If, he, if I knew it was a video, I would have brought the crown. <laughs> Okay, next time. Next time. <laughs> next time. Um, But anyway, I told him on our first date, I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, date anybody. I'm not trying to do anything fancy. I'm like, thank you so much for buying me dinner. Um, I'm like, also, and I can see in the spirit. So if that is weird, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. No, 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 no. Um, like, I've dated people, and they just get weirded out by it. When do you slide that in? On the third date? So I decided, said, you know what? We're just coming right out of the gate with it. We're just going. And mm-hmm. you know what? He was like, oh, I go to Pentecostal church. That's fine. And I was like...
0: You know. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> where was I going with that? What did you ask me? What Was the question.
0: <laughs> Let me find myself. The greatest weapon we have, like, Oh, excretions. okay. Opening
2: your mouth. Okay, so anyway, we're newly married and we're sitting there and and I continued to see the spirit pass by on our back patio and kept peering in the blinds and then when I would notice it it would run away. And at first I thought, Okay, I am This
0: story's a trip, man.
2: I am hallucinating. Wait, are you talking I about know the this car world. one?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I I think okay. I know
2: what you're talking about. Okay. okay. So anyway, he kept peering through the blinds and I'm like, okay, this is this is ridiculous. I'm sitting there thinking, like, is this thing just gonna come in the house? Like, I'm gonna have to let the dog out eventually. Is it gonna slip through the door? So I'm, you know, kinda going back and forth. Alex keeps looking at me, like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh nothing, I'm fine. You know, I'm just sitting there. And so finally I get up and go in the bathroom and I turn the fan on and I was like, in the name of Jason! You know, <laughs> just started to rebuke the enemy. Well, it left, and I go back and sit oh, down on the couch, and Alex was like, Is there something you want to tell me? Did you see something? I'm like, Yes, there was a demon on the back, a demon spirit on the back patio. He's like, Well, did it leave? You know, he was scared to death. I said, Well, it's gone for now. I'll let you know if <laughs> it But it is me opening my mouth and and using the authority that I have and speaking. You know, a lot of times we can think and all things over in our mind like I was on the couch. Like, well, I wish that thing would go away. Like, is it going to try and come in here? Well, uh, open your mouth and tell it to get lost, you know. So, and, you know, our spiritual armor is a lot defensive, but we have one offensive weapon, which is the sword. But you have to Mm -hmm. pick it up and you have to start using it. You know, it's, it's easy to put your Bible on the stand and be like, oh, well, you know, the Word says. Okay, why don't you work the Word for a minute? Why don't you do something about it? So Yeah, he's made our
0: arms to go to war.
2: That's right. That's
0: what it says in Psalms.
2: That's right.
0: Um, I thought you were going to talk about the, uh, I think you were rocking, I don't know who it was in the chair. Or you were just sitting in the chair and you just saw that and it wouldn't leave and you were like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was kind of. That's a big story, too. That got me. Yeah. You guys don't have the book on your website Mm -hmm. um it's called the trip and it's her full like testimony from how she took a trip from the church to the bar from the bar Mm. to the church and it was it's it's i read it and i didn't put it down that was how i found crystal Mm -hmm. because you had just started coming i think think. yeah and i was yeah lord was
2: like write a write a fully exposing book and then find a new church it's like all right sounds great nobody's who's gonna want me now lord You know, I
0: know, but it's like I and one of you will—that's the surprise. One of you guys will win the book tonight, so whichever question that I read and (laughs) you guys win. Um, But yeah, opening our mouth, um, Amanda Crab actually she shared like I'm sure you've seen it. It's a clip of the the sermon that she's preaching about and her children. Are in school and like the zoo comes, I guess, and is given like a little mini display. Mm-hmm. And the handlers bring out this big old python, and all the kids started to scream because you know they're kids and it's a snake, you know, mm-hmm. you're taught always don't touch a snake. Yes. <laughs> and they put the snake back and they said, You have to be very quiet when you handle Ooh. because it can scare them because they don't have ears, they only sense the vibration. Ah, you Ooh, feel that? yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> they sense the vibrations. Mm-hmm. And when we open up our mouth with a joyful noise and we come at the enemy with the word of God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that will make the enemy that has encrouched on your land
1: yeah.
0: to back away.
1: That's right,
0: yeah. You know, and I think it was in Isaiah that the angel, it was like a brass angel, was measuring with barley. Mm-hmm. I think that we can get active reports on oh, yeah. what's encrouching on our land. Right. In the yeah. spirit and also in the physical. Um, so opening, like you said, opening our mouths and using the word of God as a two edged sword, mm-hmm. you know, piercing in and out right. to defeat the enemy is one of the biggest things. And that kind of ties in with the next question. You know, when we're engaging in spiritual warfare, how do we engage, you know, properly and become victorious? Because sometimes I think as Christians, we can go in prematurely mm-hmm. or not when we're exactly ready. Yeah. And end up damaging ourselves kind of spiritually
2: yeah i feel like this is hard this is hard to talk to like new believers new believers yes i actually was counseling a girl and and was talking to her about her authority in the spirit and i'm and and that's just such a delicate thing to talk about you know because you have the seven sons of Sceva, right where they try and cast the steven out but they didn't have any authority then they end up in worse shape than they were before yeah so but it's not hard to get the authority either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, you know, you just have to understand your relationship with the Lord and your authority. And you, I think you mm-hmm. get that by praying and by reading the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You're not going to—it's just going to be, like, magically dropped into your head. You know, you're going to have to ask God for understanding and ask Him to help you. And I think once you grasp onto that, the enemy knows. And he's—when you begin to rebuke him, he's not—I mean, he's going— I. When I see spirits, now when I was backslidden, they did not hide from me. Yeah. But now, when I see them, a lot of times they try and hide behind someone or, like, hide behind a coat or something Mm -hmm. because they know that the minute that I see them, I'm going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. You out, you know? Yeah. Um, But when I was backslidden in in college and doing all kinds of things, they were all over the place. And they never hid from me because they knew I didn't have any authority. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's, it's important to, to read the word and spend time with God and just you know, allow yourself to host the Holy Ghost and do it well,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then you can have the authority to um, cast those things.
0: Yeah, I think with also engaging in spiritual warfare is knowing your identity in Christ. Oh, yeah. I think that is one of the biggest things that you get your authority from is knowing who you are because if you go into battle, I know personally for myself, when I was diagnosed with, it's a long name, Prolonged QT Interval Syndrome Disease.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Sure. Um, I had to find who I was in Christ. And at that, I didn't even know my full self in Christ. I found more about myself, you know, in the pandemic. But mm-hmm. um, I had, that was like the first time that I really saw yeah. in this, like in the spirit. I was asleep. And then one early morning at 2 a.m., God was like, wake up and pray. Mm. I said, oh, God, <laughs> what would you get me into? <laughs> I wake up and I pray, and this is during the winter time, so there's like snow on the ground, mm-hmm. and I just I start praying in the spirit and everything, and then I see this. I don't even know how it looks like it was from like Scotland. I know that sounds crazy, but it had like war paint on its face, mm-hmm. and it was coming, and I knew that that was the spirit that was trying to kill me yeah. with that disease, because at that heart disease you could drop dead yeah. anytime, right. any place. Um, so I got up, and God said, I want you to get up, anoint yourself, and throw it out the oh, house.
2: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I said,
0: okay. I said, you're going to give me some boldness right here, Jesus. because <laughs> <laughs> This is scary looking. Yeah, yeah. So I got up, and I, I did just that. I got it, and I, 2 a.m., my parents were like, what is going on? Because yeah. I passed the room, and I threw it out, and I said, you will not return in Jesus' name. Yeah. And the next morning, there were literally, like, prints leaving the doorway of our house in the snow. Oh, that was the craziest thing ever. And we checked our ring cam. Yeah. There was no deer. <laughs> there was no nothing.
1: <laughs> so I
0: said, well, thank you, God. And I, that was, you know, like later on, I got the report that I was healed. Wow. But, you know, you have to know because the enemy comes at you with fear. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like when you start in prayer, because that was the thing that I battled was like fear. Because like, the enemy was like, go on and pray. Right. And watch me manifest here.
2: Yeah. And right.
0: scare you half to death.
2: Right. Right.
0: But then you have to know. You can go on. Mm-hmm. You know, Natalie, she has that story. She yes. always said, you know what? I give you two. I give you seven minutes. Yeah. And she sat on the edge of that bed. She said, I give you seven minutes to show yourself. And if not, you'll be a coward and you'll run off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He didn't show. <laughs> he decided. He, he didn't guy. show. <laughs> and, you know, that's how she got the victory. But mm-hmm. knowing your identity in Christ is definitely the biggest thing. Yeah,
2: and you mentioned fear, which is... Has, a, has more of a hold on the church than I feel like, we, you know, we realize that it does. And early on, um, when Alex and I were married, we had a prayer meeting at my house. And some of the, the girls came over It was like Sarah Shears was there and Ashley Tomlin and all these people. Um, and we were talking about fear. And Sarah was like, we are rebuking fear tonight, blah, 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 blah. I think it was for my birthday. Um and I know, right? Birthday I, I, prayer meeting. I always plan like conferences or prayer meetings or whatever on my birthday. And so anyway, she had decided that she wanted me. She's like, God well, has a call in your life and the enemy's gonna try and use fear and we're gonna get rid of it. So we're gonna we're gonna rebuke it. So we prayed. And then um she's like, I want you to tell the enemy that you hate him. And I thought, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I
0: mean I do but I was
2: like he knows that I do. She was like, Nope, nope, I want you to do it. I want you to say it. So I, I remember like getting ice out of the ice maker and I just kind of mumbled it. And I was like, Satan, you're annoying, like, you know. And I'm like getting
0: As you like <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you
2: know? right, right. And she was like, That's not loud enough. You know, and she made me get to the place where and it, it was hard to do at first. And then it's like once I just kind of said you know satan i hate you and i know that you know who i am and like game on basically but i've always heard people say and i think they're probably well meaning like oh don't pick a fight with the devil why we don't right. already won like what is yeah. the problem with we, no we're just we're going to take everything back that he's already stolen from us because mm-hmm. oh, we already have it anyway.
0: we're taking our lunch money back
2: <laughs> right right so um but yeah, I I think getting as a Christian, not only knowing the authority that you have, but realizing that you're the power behind you, the enemy will run, you know, and hide once once you realize that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think at this point, I'm going to, if you guys have any questions, do you guys have any questions? Okay. I'm gonna grab your questions. And I'm sorry two people, you still cannot hear. We'll fix this in a second. <laughs> They put some firmness on the paper. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is good. This is really good. What are your thoughts slash advice on holding on and believing for something that you're not seeing come to pass?
2: Mm. Well, if it's a promise from the Lord, then don't stop holding on. Mm. That would be my advice. And you may say, well, how do I know if it's a promise? Well... What does the word say? And go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there have been, like, I held on to healing. Um, you know, we, I, we took fertility treatments forever. And, you know, I was always told, like, oh, you won't be able to have kids unless it's IVF, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, we got two and then a bonus baby. And so the Lord, but just continuing to, like, understand the promise that you have and whatever position that you're in. And holding on to it until you see it come to pass. I mean, you either believe his word or you don't. Right. And I think you're just going to have to hold on, even when you don't see it. Um, But there, you know, there's, there can be, if God says something, then that's what he means. But I know that there's there's times in our lives where seasons change and things change. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Like, I had walked out of a season before I came here and everything changed. You know, physically things change, relationships change, like there's a season where we had to say goodbye to things, you know, in order to walk into new things. Right. And I think you just have to be so sensitive to the spirit of God and say, okay, what are you calling me out of and what are you calling me into? And help me to only hear your voice.
0: Right. I, yeah, Yeah. for sure. You know, the promises of God are yes and amen. And what he said, what he sets his word out to do that, will it will accomplish. Mm Mm-hmm and you know, holding on to promises myself for my own life, and you don't see things changing. You don't see no. um, things moving in order. But then my mind goes to Hebrews 11, one.
1: Yeah. Now
0: faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. and the evidence of things not seen. Right. So even though there's, I've always like, whenever I think of the scripture, I always see like a big like curtain for like, you know, like an opera or a play. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can see the smoke that's following like underneath of the curtain and it's like um i'm just looking at a red curtain but behind the scenes you can always like know that god is doing something he's constructing something for your good
1: yeah
0: so the other question i have here is how does a christian live in faith with a non-christian spouse oh that's that's
2: that's that's um so the bible talks a lot about that though right Mm -hmm. it says that the unbelieving spouse, when they continue in the faith, will end up producing a life that will win the the non-believing spouse. Mm -hmm. It's how it's supposed to happen. Um, But I feel like you have to be careful about that because there can be instances where there's abuse going on. There could be infidelity. There could be things where God has given us a, excuse is not the right word, but has given us a, a space to escape that and the Bible talks about that, you know, Moses said, well, write, divorcement for the hardening of your hearts. Not that God can't do it, but I think sometimes he knows that we have emotions and he knows that there are things that we just have a hard time getting over. Yeah. So he's like, okay, yes, in these situations, you can get a divorce and I'll continue to bless it. Um, but I think that that's just a real delicate thing to balance is you know okay well if I continue to live my life sold out then it should produce enough light to win my unbelieving spouse but sometimes those people just don't want it you know and so I think it's real delicate that you have to say okay Lord what is it that you that you have and what do you want and and go from there
0: yeah definitely Uh, when you first saw the spirit what was like the first thing that you saw
2: so the first memory that I have was in the, this old church that we went to, um, we called it Mosquito Track, and I just recently found out that was not the name.
0: Mosquito
2: Track? <laughs> it was called Something Something Church of God. Uh, we called it Mosquito Track. I don't know why. Mosquito track Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was on this old back, of old, uh, back road or whatever, but anyway, um, and that's actually where Alex and I went to church together when we were kids, and then the, that church split, and then, you know, we we come back together later. But um, I remember sitting in coloring and seeing an angel pass by on the wall. And that's the earliest memory that I have.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I had to have been, you like two, three, probably. And um, I got to, and my, all my family can see in the spirit. So when we would talk about it at, at dinner and stuff, it wasn't weird. All of them yes
0: at the January CKM revival I was like they gathered around someone and prayed over them I was like (laughs) because you just got like boom 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 they're praying for something like it's like do that in my lineage Jesus
2: I didn't didn't know that that was weird or that that was that that was not common you know right and so I remember going to a, um, a sleepover and I think I was like 12 11 12 and um we they got out the Ouija board
0: oh god and
2: I was like oh no I can't do that I can't do that and they were like well why not it's just you know you just see ghosts and I was like no I can see them all the time I don't need the Ouija board and they were like what you know actually I left because they continued to get it out and I was like I can't stay here like Uh I've got to go um, because I had enough fear of God to know that like if we we're gonna be messing with that I was gonna get whooped when I got home and the devil was gonna be after me So I was like this is not sound like a good plan. So I left and I never got invited back to another sleepover, but I remember t- <laughs> I remember telling my dad when I got home about it because you know They'd always said you can call and ask if we got the car washed and that'll be our cue that we need to call and pick You up, you know if you're ever uncomfortable or whatever. So obviously we did that and I got home and dad asked me what happened and I said, well, they got the Ouija board out and I told him, I don't need the Ouija board. And he was like, oh, Crystal, no, you cannot tell people that. They will put you in a home. You cannot. And I'm like, well, right. I'm like, well, but I can. I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to tell. He's like, no. So, but what really, I know he meant well, but what that really did that young is to cause me to kind of have this complex about like, I can't tell people that I... And really just now, like in this season of my life, am I even comfortable enough to say it, know that people are going to think I'm whacked out, but to not care, you know? And to realize that it's a true gift to see in the Spirit. And I remember thinking after that, you know, when we would go places and and I would see things, I would think like, maybe you were just a witch in your past life or something, which obviously is not biblical for anyone that's tuning in (laughs) just at this moment. And, but I had always thought like, something something is is wrong with this or whatever um and one of my sisters kind of dabbled in the the black magic um like realm and i remember sitting in her room while she was kind of dabbling in what she shouldn't be dabbling in. my mom waxed the door open and she was like i don't know what you're doing but the lord said you better pa! she was like i'm calling your dad and and i just remember sitting there like like my parents know everything know, yeah, at this point, I'm like, oh, I can get away with nothing. And so she, uh, I remember my, we had a family meeting, of course, and my dad was like, I am praying and asking that the Lord takes your gifts from you until you can handle them. Wow. And I remember at that moment saying, Lord, if I'm ever, if you can see into the future and see that I'm going to use my gifts not for you, take them now. And I remember, like, kind of testing it after that. Like, we would go, obviously, because I knew at that point, like, places that I could see the spirits at a lot and places that I didn't. Like, obviously, I saw angels at church. But if we walked past, like, the bar, I could see them in there. So I learned, like, to, walk back and just see if I could still see it. I'm like, okay, well, I must not. I must be going to do the right thing, Lord, because you've not taken them from me yet. But, um, yeah. So that's kind of what that was like for my life. And now um, she has, she has them back but she said that it's never been the same you know that than it was before but I think that goes to show too like the authority that you have as parents over your children yes you know and when God does bless them with gifts and things to be like listen unless you can do this the way you're supposed to and I would ask my dad okay well how do I know if I'm using my gift the right way he's like well who is it glorifying is it glorifying you Mm -hmm. or is it glorifying the Lord and if your gift is glorifying the Lord, then you're okay. Right. But when you see these mediums on TV and you see all these people and it's all like, oh, I can see this. And your grandpa, blah, no, those are demons dressed demons. up as your grandpa. That ain't not your grandpa. Your grandpa is not even right. care about what you're doing. Right. You know? So,
0: yeah. It's funny. I, kinda, I saw a video actually on, I think it was on TikTok. And it was this, these two ladies having like lunch. It was like a reality TV show. It was a mm-hmm. clip off of there. And she was like yeah, I can see your grandma right behind you. She said, baby, no, that's a demon. <laughs> and I just thought, I was like, she's not even like, I don't even know this lady. Yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: I don't know if she's saved or not, but she said, I don't mess with that boo.
1: I don't mess with that.
0: <laughs> I said, well, all right. Yeah. That's right. I'm glad you know. <laughs> right, right. Because I feel bad for these people because they go like
1: mm.
0: asking for, I don't know, whatever yeah. you do with me. like, please say hi to them or whatever. Right. But like, it's not them there's familiar spirits that are roaming Mm -hmm. and you wonder how people know certain information about your life like I know that you were married to this person in this this uh, year this month this day Mm -hmm. it's because they're getting their information from roaming spirits and I think that also whenever I have kids you know because I know that there are gifts that are active in my life Mm -hmm. and if it's passed on to my children to make sure to be careful about you know the the occultic realm because one thing that I have seen is that people, especially kids that are gifted in the spirit, mm-hmm. and I, I want to I get your perspective on this because you were gifted as a child. Um, as Pastor Tom says, <laughs> we didn't know we was gifted. <laughs> we just did it. Right. Um, I always think that the enemy tries to use the occult, though, on like children, oh, yeah. like with everything. And then they're like, well, how can I do all this and do all this? Is because God gave you a gift. Mm-hmm. But the enemy said, if they ever realized that it, it is from God,
2: mm-hmm. right.
0: he's got to twist it up.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the enemy always has a counterfeit. You know, yeah. God has the pure, God's the one who gives those gifts out, but he wants them to use for his glory. Um, right. But that is something that I had to, my parents were, were strict, but they weren't as strict as I wish they would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so with my kids, like, I'll say this, for example. So, do we have time? Am I okay? I don't we know. We have, my like, two broke. more minutes. Okay. So, Addison was probably, like, two or three, and Sophia the First was, like, this real big thing on Disney. And there was, like, this little princess or whatever. I thought it was innocent, you know? Yeah. And I had always thought, like, okay, well, when she's old enough, I'll explain the difference between good and bad magic, because that's how my parents did it for me. But you can't say that that's going to work for everybody. And so, anyway, I'm praying in my house. I saw this. I was cleaning and I saw a demon hiding in my daughter's bedroom, and I was like, oh, no. And so I rebuked it, then it went yeah. and hid in the front coat closet. And so I rebuked it out of the coat closet and down the street and, then, you know, out of the town or whatever. And when I was praying later about it, I'm like, how did that get access into my home? Because there's good, there's an access point yeah. somewhere, is what I've learned with all of this. And um, so I'm like, how did it get in there? And so the Lord spoke to me and said, Is this Sophia the first? And you, because she had the comforter and she had like the little, um, like stuffed animal or whatever and he's like you are to get all of that out and then go back and pray again and i want you to be careful about the the black magic that you allow your kids to be surrounded in because if they do have the giftings that i have where is that line that like i'm not asking a child to gauge that line so that's the stance that we've taken and sometimes things well and i always pray like the kids turn on stuff and i'll say (laughs) <laughs> it's weird, but it's just out into yeah. my house. I'm like, we'll just turn it on, and if I feel something, we're just going to turn it off. And That's how of always want the
0: buy like when I grew up. Yeah,
2: a lot of times they'll turn it on, and I'll be like, no, 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 no. We're going to have to turn that off. We're going to have to pray. My, he's trying to come through the, like, the right, TV
0: as we pray. speak. <laughs> as we speak, he's like.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, you just got to. But I have found that with the giftings and stuff in the kids. It's like the enemy really tries to pretty it up. Yeah. And you know, I, I work at a Christian school and I walk past the hallway. I'm the nurse there. And these kids saw their reflection in the this door and they were doing spells. And oh. What? I wanted to whip them first and then pray over them and be like, what are you doing? And then call their parents and be like, what are they watching? Like, what? And this is at a Christian school. Yeah. So I, I'm like. I don't think that we're supposed to to do participate in everything that the world participates in and expect God to flow through us and expect us to get the victory. Like, it's going to have to, we're going to have to look different.
0: Yeah, we do. Being not conformed to this world.
2: That's right.
0: Well, we're going to have to wrap it up for this session, but definitely, I'm going to continue this podcast even after the small group is over. But we'll have to have you back for sure. So thank you guys for watching online. Yes. So happy. So. We'll conclude this small group session.